Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Perhaps Luli, perhaps Tom. Hi and welcome to the Bridge Builders Society pod, the BBS pod, where you meet the exciting people who connect countries, cultures and businesses around the world. We're recording this in Stockholm. I'm Tina Magnegard Björs. My daytime job is as foreign news reporter at the Swedish news agency TT. I've covered American politics for many years and I'm also a passionate yogi. And I'm Josephine Charpentier. I'm an entrepreneur in marketing and PR with a soft spot for technology. I'm also the founder of IconFest. Today we're happy to introduce you to Benoit Malmberg, producer at the Royal Dramatic Theatre in Stockholm, Dramaten, and the man who founded the Romeo and Julia Choir 1991, a choir that performs all over the world. Benoit is also active as a singer, director and head of the ensemble, as well as responsible for casting at Dramaten. And he's family to me, as your son's mother is married to my brother. And this happened when you, your son was three years old. Welcome, Benoit. Thank you. So, we cannot wait to hear all about your uh, fascinating life story. But first, we would like you to bring us back to 1986, when you actually worked with the mega-famous, now-deceased director Ingmar Bergman at Dramaten. Please, tell us. Yes, I, I was living in Karlstad and then they called me from Dramaten um, in, one Sunday and asked me if I can come to, to Stockholm and to Dramaten. And in that time I didn't almost know what Dramaten was. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, for me, it was the opera world who was the most interesting. Um, I come to, to Dramaten and it was Peter Langdahl, uh, director um, for Jeppe Poberget, who was a singer in contratenor in, um, in his performance of Jeppe Poberget. And so the first work, it was with him, Peter Langdahl, and very fast, um, when it was, when Imar Berman should put on stage um, Hamlet, um, we have a, a, a lot of background actors, and I was singing in, in the Dramaten, and um, it, it, the assistant of Imar Berman called me and asked me if I was interested to be to be in Hamlet and make this little, little, little um, character um, cast. So uh, I say yes, I was there and uh, I was in the Hamlet and I play it. It was very uh, interesting and it was, um, so there was the first place I, I meet Ingmar. But later I also work a lot with the dramaturg assistant, assistant of the dramaturgy and there I met Ingmar a lot. Uh, he was often in the dramaturg uh, uh, office department, and then there I work a lot with him and um, his text, and, uh, and very. And soon then, when I start the choir, he was always coming and listen to the concert we did. And it, for me, it was very special to to be in the same, um, see him work and how how also everybody changing when suddenly he's he there. <laughs> so what was your impression of him then? What was he like? For me, it was uh, he was a director who was very prepared, very, uh, it was a lot of people was afraid of him. It, it's, it was a uh, intensity was high and it was um, a discipline, a lot of, and but very funny sometime and uh, for me, he was uh, what I. Uh, now, when you read the books of him, when the time have passed, now you reflect, you start to think about how it was. But that, for me, it was the discipline, and he was always prepared, and he was very, very, and he always know what he did on the rehearsal room. So it was, yeah. Did you sense any of the famous uh, Bergmanesque demons? Um, I have seen them sometime, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Dramaten is about as Swedish as it gets, but you were born in Idea, Cameroon, by a French mother and a Swedish father. Do you remember coming to Sweden at the age of six? And tell us uh, a bit about growing up in the two countries and mixed cultures. Yes, I, I, I remember, I think that I remember the Motala. I think it was the first place that I get down from the train to change the train. And it was, uh, I, I can't remember that. I thought everything was, it was so empty and silenced. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw my mother, I can see the, the pictures still now, how my mother was... Um, uh, we were four children with a lot of bag uh, go down to the, the the railway station to change the train to go to to Karlstad. That I can remember. But do you also have memories from Cameroon? 
uh, yes, some some memories, but it's always strange with memories because a lot of memories, I think it's like, for me it was suddenly when I thought that I have dream or something and when we discussed that with my 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 family after with my uh, sisters and brothers or my mother they told no no this this what's happened it so was not a dream. so for me it was not a dream so it i think that is very also because it's also big changing from from cameroon to sweden is a, a big change so i, I don't know where the children's uh, intellectual can go through with it I think before you continue, you have to tell our listeners how come you were born in Cameroon. Uh, my my father was in uh, working working there. Uh, he was first in the Central Africa, Afrique Centrale, and then he was in Cameroon for a, a French uh, company, and he, he was like an engineer. Mm-hmm. Engineer. Yes, engineer, and um, yeah, and he loved to be there. He, he like he was a uh, like adventure. He was uh, yes, absolutely, and he and he liked to start something from the beginning. So he was an entrepreneur. Yeah, so it, it, it that was the the case. What we then he wa- he went to to Sweden and he 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 been ill, and um, my mother, we were I think in Paris in that time. Uh, in holiday, and my father went up to Karlstad to meet her mother and family. And we have, a t- I think that she get a telegram that tell the, her that um, your your husband is ill, sick. You need to come because he's very. Um, it could be uh, the end of it, of his life. So, but he was he. Come back. <laughs> he recovered. He recovered, and then we we went to Karlstad. So you were actually raised then in Sweden, in Karlstad, in Värmland. In Värmland, yes. Yeah, and that was also where you eventually um, discovered music and and became a tenor. Tell us a bit about this, about growing up in Karlstad and how music came to you. Karlstad was a small city and uh, very calm. I think it's very nice. Um, I, uh, I remember that very, very lucky um, children, and then then also to meet the school. It was for me. I, I start to learn the language at six, and but it's uh, f- for the music. But my my father always plays guitar. Uh, he liked to sp- play guitar and singing. So uh, so a lot of music. In, uh, in the family, and um, my mother took took us to the concert, and she wanted us to to learn instrument. So everybody learn instrument in in the family. Do you play? I play piano, cello, oh. and uh, I didn't know that. Oh yes. Ah, amazing. <laughs> so for me, it was the the week was very. It was uh, it was cello evening and it was uh, <laughs> piano evening. It was choir evening and it was singing. So it it was a lot of uh, hobbies or what you call. Mm. And then you topped it with a concert in the weekend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And and I did I, I didn't like to go to the concert. <laughs> Why not? No, I think it was boring. It's <laughs> so boring. <laughs> But we went there, and and we were also in in Sunday. My my mother from from have been in Cameroon and in Africa, there we always were in church in the Sundays. So we have in Kalsta we have a the very nice uh, 
uh, non cluster cluster uh, and we went a lot in, in very every sunday in the church and we there was also the possibility to to play instrument or to be part of a community mm. but but opera how did that sneak onto you yes it's very um, i can tell you i, I start to sing a lot uh, in the choir and then, and when I, and when I was 15 years and 16 years old we i sing a lot it was almost three or four choir in 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 Karlstad that I, I i sing and but i sing a lot in the church of domkyrkan in in Karlstad like a soloist and like um, a choir and it was the, the choir for for the young people choir for um, for the middle age and then it was <laughs> it was a lot of different choir and i sing a lot soloist and then suddenly they want uh, to make um, in the opera house in Karlstad they want to make uh, opera operette with young people mm-hmm. And it was a singer from the, the theater there, and and they asked me to to try, and I did it, and they like it, and they start to, and ask me also to to be in the part of the opera house in uh, in Karlstad. So suddenly I, I was in in the in the theater or opera. So it it grow organically. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And in in the same time I take uh, privacy song les- lessons and you know. So yeah. Yeah, it just evolved. Yeah. It sounds like. Yes. Precisely. Very so easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so being both uh, French and Swedish as you are, um did you feel already then that you were building bridges between these two countries you were living in a quite small town did you no it was a, a, a no I, in, in the school in the school it was very heavy i i remember i have often um, i have some teacher who told me oh i can't speak with you because you oh you yes it's perhaps it could be in an english lesson so they told me Oh, oh, sorry, I can't. I can't speak with you because you're French. You can't speak English. So it was very strange. Uh, so it was a very different. Um, did you feel that you had one leg in each culture? Yes, uh, I did, but never seems that I. I am not French. I am not Swedish. I am only a person in in between. <laughs> Uh, and then you founded the Romeo and Julia choir, '91. Tell yes. us uh, more about that. How did it happen? And tell us about the choir stage presence. And I know that's very important for you. Yes, I think it's it's a, a very important period. We were four singer in the Royal Dramatic Theatre. Uh, one of the, if you read the Latina Magica, um, it you have a. A break of electricity in Stockholm and in Latena Magica, Ingmar Bergman tell that suddenly in the rehearsal room four singers start to sing madrigals. So and that was why it was some singer in, in, in the Royal Dramatic Theatre. And then so that is a start they need and then when they need a countertenor 
to, to, to the Royal Dramatic Theatre. It was for Yapa Bayat. I was in, in Royal Dramatic Theatre. The voices was very special. Everybody wants almost have me in every everywhere. production, <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> in, in some corner to sing. And and when I, I start to, when Peter Langdahl, who I'm working now with, um, he make Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. He asked me to sing, like a contratenor, Renaissance music with a lute player. I, I asked him to, we have a lot of uh, background actors. I, he asked me, I asked him, can we make a choir and try to make Renaissance music live, uh, live on stage instead of me and the lute or uh, in the recording. Mm-hmm. And then um, we work a lot to try to make a madrigal, the song, the music, and after the production, the director of the theater, um, Lars Schlögen, asked me, yeah, yeah, this seems good. Try to to go through more, more. Make with, make with something. The choir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> and then uh, I'm still working with the choir. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it started like that, and um, the name is Romeo and Juliet. Is because we start in the Romeo and Juliet production, ninety one, and um, Lars Löfgren was very fun of of us. He wants us. He uses us in the when he has part in in or. Um, in the theater, or he, he wants us to sing before the performance. It was a lot of, and then also there the start when we have he have a big dinner in in the Marble Foyer in in Dramaten. He have a big dinner and the, the head of the, the, the head of foundation Nobel was mm-hmm. there, and he wow we must do that in the Nobel dinner on the city hall. And then suddenly, ninety two we were there, and and then yeah, so it's. Just happening, and what for me it was very strange when Lars Löwen told me make a choir of of this um, uh, of this young person. I, I didn't want, I didn't know how to make a choir. I, I learned myself, and <clears throat> and then also um, in Sweden to make a choir in Sweden when. We know that in Sweden we have a lot of wonderful choir. Um, it's so so difficult, and you know, Eric Eriksson have also put uh, how the 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 quality of choir sound should be. So it's it's like Ingmar Bergman in 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 the choir. He put the how should a choir uh, the sound of the choir be. Uh, I, I try to to make another way uh, because we have actors, interesting people in the choir. So I try to see what can I what can I do with acting singers, and also I have the I think that when I sing in the choir and also when I sing so a lot of concerts for me it was a lot of sorry the words but for me it, I didn't feel that it was so funny. So it was a small boring. So how to make the, the audience to be relaxed, uh, happy, some, how to to make another way the concert, and then the the way to 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 work with the the, the music in the other way, not have the choir staying 
on stage only with partitur or only staying there and, and look at us and sing and to more to have um, a director cut of so more of a perform acting yeah, performance absolutely. in a way can we sing from this balcony can we can you come in there in the time when she make or this song there can we so it's more it's not opera and it's not concert it's not we, we have done our own it's way. like a musical almost but yes but, but it's not better yeah, yeah but <laughs> it's repertoire. precisely but but how is the is it like an in-house choir to the Royal Dramatic Theatre or it's its own organization where, where now, is it uh, now we are an own organization but we are in uh, we have a, a contract with Dramaten to be there we can be there we have the dresses there we have the rehearsal room we can use the the, the stage when they are the the facility so um I know that the repertoire uh, for the choir is quite broad, but that you mainly focus on European Renaissance music. Why is that? Is that what you find most interesting? Yes, I, I think that it's because I find my own voice when I sing the re Renaissance music. You know, a lot of teachers want the singer to be opera tenor or opera soprano, and they must have the... It must be the Verdi voices or Mozart voices. So you, they, but it's very. Uh, it's not so often that you present uh, Renaissance music or other singer. I don't think that a lot. Every singer have the the way to go. I think, and it's perhaps not. My voice wasn't a Wagner voices. <laughs> I I I've, I found my voices in the Renaissance. And also, I like the way in Renaissance that you can. It was like a commedia dell'arte. It was a lot of funny and a lot of rhythmic and a lot of and a lot of. It's everybody have a line to sing. It's not you know often you can have a soprano have the melody and then suddenly the other one is only very helpful. Uh, they it's not so um, developed. But in Renaissance, it was every voice have a part of. They have their purpose. Yes, mm. so it, it's, and also it's um, it's free. It's more easy. <laughs> <laughs> so, to someone who doesn't really know what European Renaissance music is, uh, what would be a, a very well-known piece for someone? Well, I think that a lot of people listen to Monteverdi, mm. and it's 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 early Baroque or almost, mm. but. Uh, Monteverdi have done a lot of Eco Malonde, um, Lamento <laughs> del Ninfa, yes, but it could be also Dowland, Dowland English, um, Come Again, and Fairfield is from another. So it's, uh, but you know, it's not so often that you hear the Renaissance music. But is it like a tone that everyone knows, like uh, from, could it be like, could you? a little tone for us that we might recognize <laughs> dum, ta -dum, ta -dum, something. Um, perhaps Lily perhaps so the choir has been highly successful on your touring extensively you told us about that you were invited to perform at the 
novel, um, the Swedish novel Banquet, which mm. is like creme de la creme, I would say. Um, tell us a bit about this. What response do you get when you tour in the world? We have a wonderful response, and the, f the most wonderful response, I think that when I understand and the first time I also feel that the audience take us very near their heart. It was when we, we 94, we were, um, Bibi Andersson went to Dubrovnik with Open Road Sarajevo. Um, it was in the, the, the end of the war of the Yugoslavia and then we were in Dubrovnik and we we went there with some actors from the Royal Dramatic Theatre. I was there with some four singers or five singers from the choir. And then it was a wonderful feeling. And then the the year later, one year later, I, I asked the Festival of Dubrovnik if I can come with all my ensemble choir and make um, Shakespeare songs. And then it was the first time, I think, it. They were very happy. It was very special that the foreign um, um, company now, after so so near the war, want to come down because it it was still shooting um, some in some place, um, and we went there and uh, and the people took took us in the heart, and um, they still talk about us and uh, but it was a very feeling that the, how the music can be so important for um, for uh, people who have been in um, in war stress or in um, to be together because it was it was very special they were so so happy to and and also the way we we perform. They didn't have never seen the way that how we use the, the steps of the rector's palace. So we were in the balcony to sing, or we come and we sit down and we talk with the audience. In the middle of one piece, we stop and we perhaps speak and uh, with the audience. It was so we were so near the audience and so near how the, we feel this. Um, concert um, room um, and and it was it was the, the first time I understand how important the music and now you start to to speak what music and the bridges and what you bridge and be and then two years later one year later we were also in Mostar in Bosnia and then suddenly we went in all Croatian, we were in Bosnia and Herzegovina, we were in late in Montenegro, we went to Kosovo, we went to um, Serbia, Bulgarian, Albanian, and all parts in Macedonia. But And it was so nice to see how um, concert and the education is this part of of the Europe? They have so wonderful education, because always yes, it's nice to be performing in Paris. Yes, it's nice to go to Tokyo. Yes, it's nice to go to New York. Or it's nice, but 
in this in that play you are the people is there why are they there are they there because they want to listen are they there because it's you should be there and listen or but here in this part and after the war it was so you feel that they needs a lot of culture they need to listen to this song they need to have it it sounds like you're describing uh, the healing powers of music to someone yeah. who has suffered yeah. the trauma of yeah. war yeah and uh, yes absolutely i feel that and it it it, it was and i th- i think also when we went there we we went in the bronic festival in 12 12 years yeah. every years mm. and in, yes and uh, sen- suddenly we 2004 uh, we stopped because they changed it was a politic and a lot of changing uh, but uh, when we have been there now uh, we were there in in uh, september the people is remember and it was so so special it's so special to go to creation and and the part of this and this leads us into the the thing that uh, sweden is known to be unique with all our choirs and it's said that singing in a group is therapeutic and that's what you're telling us about actually how it can be very uh, good for your soul and for everything, actually, yeah. for uniting people. <laughs> yes, and it's uh, very nice. Also, it's, it's you need, you need each other. We need when you sing together in the choir. You have, you need. You can't. You can't be a solist. Your choir has received a lot of awards. Mm. Uh, you received the Ingmar Bergman Award in 2012, and mm-hmm. you also received the King's Medal for Outstanding Artistic Achievements. Uh, are these uh, awards important to you? Yeah, it's, it's nice to have them. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have them. Yeah. And I, I One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I, uh, I think that it's, you know, when you are an artist and when you work, you are, you are always thinking, is that good enough? What should we do now? Is that the right, right way to go? Or, or is that what's happened now? You know, so it's very nice when people is coming and, and tell, yes, you, you did a good job. And, and that's the way. And, and also now when I think that the choir... Um, I be older also too, so I, I learn and I understand more. I think and um, and I think that for me it's also important after the concert or, or or after the Christmas concert that was very popular when our Christmas concert is very a lot of people's coming and it is a lot of uh, feelings there and it's so nice to speak with everybody or the audience after and what they have failed and what they want to so it's it's yeah i need we need that also <laughs> so that's great and you also performed at the wedding of the swedish crown princess yes could you tell us about that what did you what uh, what was the performing about and the performing it was um, uh, like a lot of performing that we do when it uh, events with the the the, the choir it's to make um, atmosphere around uh, uh, when you move um, the audience so you move your guests from one one place to another place was this during the dinner or was it it was uh, between the dinner and the i think the coffee oh. so the you know, they need to go from the from the from one, room to, one room to another room they go up to the step and you know it's there's a lot of people so they need to have Movement. movement and then it it's so nice it's very nice often to to sing and it's you improvise a lot and you meet people and you talk with them and then you suddenly you sing free to uh, make your whatever you wanted to yes. perform with yes yes and i and, and we are very yeah absolutely mm. and then we we did a uh, uh, surprise also when we suddenly show up with uh, some things uh, so it's uh, it's the way we do and it's very nice it's, I love uh, the, it the yeah so that's so good. what did you what did you end up singing at the wedding what what was what song was it oh it was a lot of songs you know when when people i don't know how many pe- guests there ha- there was but you know it could be but we it's our repertoire we are, the choir have almost i think we have 120 pieces in in the head i don't know i don't know how how they make it my seniors but they have they have a lot of songs so suddenly one song is finished what should we take now we take this one because is that good for this time or you three you go 
go behind and you take this song there. So it could be, but it's the Renaissance repertoire. And suddenly they perhaps ask us to make, um, but some events, you know, they want us to sing. Can you do uh, ABBA? Can you do uh, Beatles? Or can you do... And then we, can, we do that, but it's, it's like, like more a surprise and perhaps more in our way. So it's very important to have the Renaissance feeling. <laughs> this brings us into your creative process. How do you how do you approach a project if you get a request? Um, I understand you put a Renaissance filter on it. Yeah, a lot of time, but it depends. When you when we did the the Nobel dinner in in two thousand and nine and two thousand eleven. They ask me, can, what do you think? Should we do something with the Baroque or should we do something with Swedish? And then I start to to think about. And uh, when I do my production like um, Macbeth or Monteverdi or, or De Camerone, I, I f it's always start from the a composer. I listen, I try to find some, some fragments, something this song and suddenly I try to see what's happened in the song uh, what's happened I, I start to see it. yes ah. I still I see some pictures and then I suddenly see something and then I, I built the the project or the uh, yeah, so that's the way yeah it's the way I I work do you have a dream project that has not yet been realized Oh yes, I have a lot of projects in my head that I want to do, but the, it's the time because the choir is. You know, we see each other in the Monday. In the Monday, we have a lot. We we have a lot to to work with. We, it, some project, but could be. Um, we have the rehearsal in uh, four thirty in in the evening and in the afternoon and to nine o'clock. And in that time, I shall always prepare some touring or some new performance or 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 try to remember what we have um, so it's we have a short of time and you know my choir is not also we are not they are they are they have not salary for me the only salary they have from from the choir is when they have when we we perform so it's I can't do like in 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 the dramatan or other group that perhaps they work each week. Or, and for me, it's Monday, one day every week that I I need. So when I have try, if I have try um, some some stage. Um, scene, or I need to wait one week. So that I can see it again and try to to make, and then I don't know if I have the people that Monday, because they have perhaps another work. So But it's do they work at the Dramaten? No, none of them. No, no none ah. of them. Now it's the the most. No, they are freelancers. So ah, okay. so it's uh, the way. So for us, it's always the the how to make. We need we need uh, cash. We need. <laughs> to have a, a sponsorship for, but it's it's mean a lot that we can be in in Dramaten because we have the rehearsal room and we have the costume and like that and 
but we you know we we do almost 100 concerts in every year and and it's a lot but we have we have a long list of of festival or or place they want us to come but we we a lot of them we we need, must say no thank you we can't because we don't have the possibility to a lot you know when you are when you are in in um, Institute like Opera de Martin have a lot of free fees is already pay so it's but for me for us it's always you need it's not only the it's not only the the travel and the hotel for us is also the salary they need to pay so it's the cost is more okay so then we come to my favorite question and mm-hmm. um, this is your son's favorite <laughs> as well uh, let's talk about technology what is your favorite tech gadget you use or if you use any and what do you wish for the world of tech <laughs> <laughs> I know Simon is, techni- loves, loves this he loves this technology <laughs> Simon yes yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I am not so technology now um, isn't it uh, anything you need or I am often in my iPad. <laughs> no, that's that's a good thing. <laughs> I read a lot in my iPad. I, it's, I think that is very nice. I am not so much in my co- computer no. and not my mo- mobile phone. Uh, I want to to learn to don't look too much in the mo- mobile phone, and, mm. and it it seems also that it's so interesting in Sweden that the technology is so. So develop mm. how you use everything, mm. because you, uh, I understand that someday or perhaps sometime the electricity perhaps go down. And <laughs> what's happened with yeah. everything? Mm. We are very a lot of technology in. in yeah, but the ta- uh, the technology is actually for um, now they're developing developing it for to get us more time to do stuff because it makes it easier. But as yeah. you say, if you sit with your phone all day, then it's like not giving you any time. But that's the purpose of the development. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But what's happened with the, the store and everything, when you have, you can sitting at home and make... Uh, I was in Paris now, in, in uh, it was so nice to go through the through the small stores and get in and say hi there hello madame bonjour monsieur bonjour madame comment ça va so nice to meet people uh, it's so um, and to be relaxed and not always look at it I agree I, on that I agree on that but I think uh, people will need always to meet and uh, interact with each other and especially through your choir as mm-hmm. you told us about the 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 people that have been through war and and really need to to feel this and it's good but but I, I also believe in technology to help us to have more time for each other so yeah, yeah absolutely it's both sides so now we're getting into the grand theme of our podcast but you've talked about this uh back and forth uh now in almost all your answers but um as a bridge builder you're almost a living example of a bridge builder what would you say that you have um brought out over the bridge to uh 
to the world with your work and, and what have you received back? What's going on? What's crossing your bridge? Mm, I think that uh, a lot of uh, the audience, they are, when they leave our com- concert, they feel happy. They feel very open. Um, and uh, in the, the last Christmas concert we did now in uh, before before Christmas it was a lot of people was crying and uh, one of them was crying a lot so I, I thought that it's happened something in the family or something but she told me that no 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 you opened something that I don't understand what's happened so it was so and that to see people to be so attached or what um emotions that's i think that is the most important i think for me and always i try to to make i want also when i do my performance with the, the choir and what they have seen or what they have what they see on stage with the music is to to let them have fantasy you need to open the people's fantasy, open the mind, open and not tell them everything. Let them think free. That's interesting, I think. And and for me that's important. And then when you go out and you you, you meet the audience, then they they come and want to to thank you and to give you that's great and to to also see that we are not so far away we are we are together we are very near it's not you are performing and we are the audience and then bye bye after you have seen no you can see you can ask you can tell and often in the concert when we do the concert um I often speak with the audience also if they need to ask something it's open they can ask or we can have some laughing together about something and what's also interesting is the the humor that we have the way to 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 perform you go to Mexico you go to Tibet you go to, to China to Beijing you go to to Macedonia, you go to Vilnius, to Litauen, everywhere, the audience are the, the same feeling. They laugh at the same places. Yes, and they mm. cry in the same place and they have the same emotions. emotions. Mm. So that's. Do you think you could save the world with music? <laughs> <and the magic laughs> <outcome? laughs> I think that it's important. Mm. More music and more theater, more. Uh, artistic uh, more I think absolutely yeah I guess uh, what you're describing is that music can actually tear down walls between people yeah yeah oh I remember you know we were in Mostar they want us to make a concert in the Mostar hotel and it was uh, it was the first time they invite all the parts of you you have the the muslim you have the creation you have the christian you all know the yeah yeah precisely mm. in the same room and then they want us to make a concert 
and there was the, the there were the British ambassador was there and the Swedish ambassador was there. It was the it was intensity and everybody sat sit there and we have the, this concert and after the concert it was they told that we should go to the garden to have the garden party. It was some concert and everybody should go to the garden. And I remember the Erik Pierre, the ambassador of Sweden in Sarajevo, he told me, look, 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 look. And also the British, uh, look, come, 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 look. They speak together. And you know what they speak about? They speak about your concert. <laughs> so that's, it was very, yeah. Musical uh, diplomacy. Yeah. So tell us a little about you as a person. What do you do when you don't work and where do you find your inspiration? Oh, I read a lot. Uh-huh. I like to, re- uh, to read. What um, do you read? Oh, it could be di- different. Now I read about Trump. Uh, it could be history. It can be uh, about um, Boccaccio. It could be about... Um, yeah, it depends. Mm-hmm. I, I like to read. And, and drama as well. Drama as well, a poesy, po- poem, and novels. Um, I like to read about uh, politics. Mm. Uh, I, I think it's, mm. it, politics and history I like. It's very... Uh, yes, and in television I like to see documentary, I like to see films, and uh, I like to be in the summer house now. I like to travel. Mm. Uh, Do you have a summer house in France? Or? Uh, no, my, no I, I have my sister's sister summer house. They live in, in Toulouse in the, uh, the south of France, and they have a big... Because nice. You are there sometimes. Yeah, mm, absolutely. During the summer. Yeah, mm. but now we have various summer hubs in in, in, in Island, ah. uh, three years ago, and then we are there a lot now. Mm. So I learn. I'm learning to have a summer house. <laughs> What's happened when you have a summer house? Mm. You said you've read a, a lot about the current uh, situations. Would mm. you say that what happening in the world uh, from elections in different countries to political tensions does that affect you as an artist yes I think about that, that a lot and and yeah I think so but for me it's it's interesting because it's also always is history you 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 can draw some parallels in what's happened before and and when I read um, Stefan Zweig, um, uh, is so interesting before the war and what he described about uh, the Euro- how, how the Europe must be together and how they must end with every board and every uh, to to speak about the you must have the same history you must learn the, each other's history and you need and we go and it was so. It's so interesting, and then it's t- totally different what's happened now. So let's say um, 30 years from now, when you sit in front of the fireplace with your grandchildren, what stories from this part of your life do you think that you will tell them? I think that the life it could, should be a lot of what's every place I have been, every meeting, interesting meeting that I have with the choir, I think. I think that should be there. And also to see, um, it should be very nice to see what Dramaten is in 30 years. 
what are we doing and what's how we happen because the way we do now it's it's very heavy i think it's so then you can tell stories about the good royal uh, good old royal dramatic period. yes and you know it's also uh, we we need to be very careful because it was also problem with the old <laughs> dramaten but um i think that every every director of of the theater and it's in the time of the, how the society lives so you you can read i think that when you have the history when you have work with the place a long time you can also take your eyes a little higher and then you can see also aha if you see what this the society happen and what you have like the director you can see aha i understand but it's how. like uh, in films or tv it's the same actually yeah i think so because everything uh, that you see on television or in films are always associated to the society what happens and it's always been like that so yeah. during after the war you wanted to see happy things mm. happy movies and um ah so that's I can understand that in the theater world it would be the same. So I think that also and I have I, I very I have been in the theater in 30 years. So I I I have seen a lot but I think but if you come now and you have been there two years or three years it's a very strange theater you you have seen. So it depends in which time you come in the in the theater or in in your or in your company. Hmm. Well, on that reflective note, we uh, end today's podcast and say thank you very much, Benoit, for sharing your story. And thank you for listening to the BBS pod. Thank you. Uh, uh.